0: Discourse Dissection. What up, Isaac? Not much, man. How you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm doing all right. How about you?
1: Doing pretty good today.
0: So, hey, uh, have you seen she No. Nah. she raw and the Princesses of Power on Netflix? No, nah, I haven't. It's a, it's a DreamWorks animated show. Uh, it is it is phenomenal. You, you really <laughs> should watch it. Uh, I know it's, like, made for little girls, but it's, it is a super well-made show, uh, like it's Avatar... Just like, what?
1: this like, a playoff of, like what it was as a playoff of
0: oh Shira was the the female version of he-man, He-Man. okay yeah sure. he, she was um he-man's you know prince adam's twin sister i think who was kidnapped by the horde at a young age and and grew up you know as a villain but then um broke away from that and started fighting for uh for the honor of Gray Skull. Like, I, I understand how ridiculous all of this sounds if you aren't familiar with the source material. I'm not familiar at all. <laughs> you didn't grow up watching He-Man?
1: Nah, I avoided that like the plague. <laughs> uh yeah, it was very bad. Yeah, it was awful.
0: They actually uh they rebooted it recently on Netflix and I watched the first episode. It's like yeah, it's definitely better than the original, but that's a pretty low bar. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not great. Yeah, no, but time. fucking Shira.
1: Shira is actually like, yes. Oh, okay, a-
0: and nah. one of the things that's great about it is that, like, uh, like Avatar: The Last Airbender, it's a show that's designed for kids that handles um, uh, moral complexity yeah. in a way that puts most media for adults to shame.
1: Yeah, see, I like stuff like that. Like, see, I that I was gonna say like X Men. That's what I grew up on, and I think X Men is like a perfect example of that. They deal with like complex uh, social issues using mutants, which I think is dope. I think it was so dope.
0: Yeah, and there, there's definitely that in she Shira. But one of the yeah, cool, uh, cool, cool.
1: what's that? I said cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. One of the uh, one of the interesting things about it is that, um, I mean, the show is gay as fuck. Like, uh, I'll just throw that out there now. <laughs> um, there are. Like one of the one of the characters has two dads and there is a um an interracial lesbian married couple. Oh yeah, they they're knocking off all the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and all the different variations. Which is cool. That's good. Yeah, and even yeah. beyond that, uh the fourth season introduces a character who is voiced by a non-binary actor and is themselves non-binary. And what what's interesting is that no character, hero or villain, ever refers to that character by anything other than they and them mm. um, and there, there's an article I saw about it like in Shira even villains respect pronouns <laughs> and wow. um, and and there's also the complication that you know having a non-binary character is easier to get away with than trying to have the whole like gender discourse on a kid's show so oh kind uh,
1: like, of like on uh, American dad. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the alien. There's like an alien. That's like, he, yeah, yeah, he's sexually androgynous or, Oh, is he? Yeah. I, I, he dresses, he cross dresses, I quote oh. unquote cross dresses between different things, but like, we don't know what he is. I, okay. I, I, yeah. What I, are, I wasn't aware of that. Excuse me. I, <laughs> What's that? Okay. Sorry. I, I see you <laughs> are talking about two, <laughs> two different cartoons that we both don't know about. It sounds like there's something similar. They try to discuss complex things or, uh, Like that. That's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, I think Big Mouth does that too a lot, but they're a little bit more. uh, (laughs) Yeah, Big Mouth. Big Big Mouth is pretty pretty raunchy. Hey, that's my. I love that shit. (laughs) It it is a great show, also.
0: Very much not made for kids. (laughs) That's
1: my kind of humor out there.
0: Um, So anyway, the reason I bring up Shira is that, um, as as you know, as our listeners know, as we all know, uh, like gender and specifically pronouns are a big. Uh, kind of sticking point for a lot of people these days, you know, transgender people and non-binary, bi- non-binary people have become a lot more visible and a lot more broadly accepted in our society, but there's always, you know, a pushback on this sort of thing. And there are a lot of people who get upset about, uh, being asked to respect someone's pronouns and, um, just react against the entire concept. And specifically, I mean, this is not exactly the same thing, but I hear people say, did you just assume my gender as a sarcastic joke all the time? And I, I mean, I granted, I don't generally interact with a lot of trans people because I never leave my house and don't talk to people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) I personally have never heard someone say that sincerely. I would assume that, that people do. Mm -hmm. Um, but. I wanted to talk about that because uh I don't think it's great that people use that as a joke for a couple of reasons. One is that as we've talked about a couple times like that kind of joke I think kind of delegitimizes the idea in the first place. Like if you think that it's a joke to um to ask someone if they assumed your gender like regardless, cause like some, someone that I'm close to, uh, does that fairly often. And I, and I know that they have, you know, a lot of, of queer friends, their best friend is a trans man and, and they're very open to all of that. They're very, uh, accepting of all of that. Um, but, but they still use that joke and, um, and like I said, I, I, I feel like it, it kind of delegitimizes the concept. Mm. That that um, if you treat it as a joke, regardless of your own support for that sort of thing, it it still creates the impression that it's something that shouldn't necessarily be taken seriously.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about that. I think you could tie into one of our other conversations about like jokes and is it funny? Um, you know, it's things are a joke until it's not, and I think that's where progress. That's where we see progress, right? Yeah, and so. Uh, that might be where we're at now.
0: Yeah, which, it could be which is
1: interesting. I think that'll uh, yeah, I think it, I think there's definitely something to be said about that. We, I'm very curious very curious, bro <laughs> well
0: here's so the other the other reason I don't like that that's a joke is because even if we completely take trans and non-binary people out of the equation, even if we just step into the world that conservatives want to live in where they don't exist there would still be valid reasons not to assume people's gender. Mm. So that's the main thing I wanted to talk about. Like, why do we do it? Do we need to? And no, we don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first, let me ask you a question. Have you ever misgendered someone's baby? Yeah, all the time. How do they feel about that?
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know how they feel about it. Their reaction, though, you know, it varies. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, some people get pretty upset.
0: Yeah, exactly, and 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 there's the question: yeah, is you like got
1: some of them that look definitely not what they present themselves to be, but yeah.
0: Well, they're not presenting themselves as anything. They're just babies. I mean, man, <laughs> I yeah.
1: So, some, of them, some like some of them are very bald. I like, just <laughs> I'm just saying. Man.
0: <laughs> well, well hold, hold on a second. Okay. Do 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 male or female babies tend to have more hair? I
1: Like, like I am not sure what you were trying to say there. I usually associate, you know, babies that have a lot of hair to be girls, but Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that that's one example right there. It's like mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately you're not hurting the baby's feelings cuz they don't have any idea what you're saying, but the parents a lot of the times we'll get pretty upset, yeah. and you know we we can we can kind of interrogate whether that's something worth getting upset. But that is that's a little bit of what we're talking about here. Is that um, what is you know what what is the harm of someone misgendering your baby? But at the same time, why did they assume the baby's gender in the first place? Like you can ask, or you can use non-specific language you can you know there there are options you don't have to assume a baby's gender mm. so and another thing is that apparently i sound like a woman on the phone
1: <laughs>
0: so i've i've had jobs where i have to I'll, I'll give you a second for that um i've had jobs where i have to talk to people on the phone a lot and oh yeah i hear it now yeah and Oh, thanks. Um, and, and people who don't know me, um, probably less than half the time, but pretty often will think that I'm a woman. They'll, they'll, you know, address me as ma'am or miss or whatever. Um, and personally, I don't care about that. Like it doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm not like being a man is not a part of my core identity that I cherish. If someone Thinks I sound like a woman. Like what? What does it matter? Um, and and you know, potentially depending on the business dealings, it might be to my advantage. Might be to my disadvantage. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I mean, you're you're sitting here looking at me right now. You you know that I like present physically as very unambiguously male. So uh, it's just something about the tone of my voice and maybe my inflections. I don't know. I don't know what they're hearing that makes them think I'm a woman. I don't really need to know, but you that
1: alto tone. It's like an alto tone. <laughs> like an alto tone. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is.
0: I don't know. I've, 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 uh, I've- I've taken some voice lessons and I've been car- uh, categorized as a baritone. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely try to sing higher than I should a lot of times. Um,
1: <laughs> can't sing that soprano,
0: bro. <laughs> uh, definitely can't go tenor. <laughs> uh, even though soprano uh, is higher than yeah, tenor, know, but never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's that's not the important part of right, the conversation. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Those well,
1: are. It, I mean, it's kind of important, like, but a little bit. I I, I definitely can share in your pain a little bit on that. I, I, you know, I've been misidentified as well. Uh, people You have? Oh yeah Oh yeah Huh yeah, Give me sp- Identified Like cause I, I sound white When I talk Oh okay yeah. So like that's People Definitely, I, definitely I, assume Something different When they <laughs> When they meet me They're
0: like oh. I don't know I, I definitely <laughs> don't hear that I don't know if you uh If if you let your hood Slip out a little bit more When you're uh, When you're recording this Or just when you're Talking to me in general But right. I don't I don't know no, Like not. if I heard your voice I would not think white man yeah, Most I, I get that a lot
1: Okay. <laughs> I get a lot. It's kinda of funny actually, but you know, and uh, you were talking about business opportunities and stuff like that too. Like, you know, I was definitely affected by that, especially in Georgia. Uh <laughs> hey, I'm all the shade, but at least it's out there, uh yeah, at least it's out there. I'll definitely respect that about Georgia. They definitely let you know. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, long story short, and get back to what we were talking about. Like, yeah, I went down there and you know, I used to do some sales and uh and uh yeah, used to talk on the phone a lot, doing these uh, roofing contracts, and you know, as soon as you get to the person's house, their mouth drops, like literally, I've seen them faces drop. <laughs> and one client, literally, it was so humiliating in front of all my friends that were there. They said, "No, thank you, no, thank you," and literally brought, took their wife, took their kids back in. They were done. Didn't even want to do business with me. It was a big roof, too. I was hot. I was so mad. The South. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Yeah, so so right there, that is two examples of times where it's not necessary or helpful to assume someone's gender. And I am I am like as like cis head as you can get. Yeah. So um Again, like, it doesn't offend me when people think I'm a woman on the phone, but at the same time, like, why are they... And that's that's kind of what I want to get to, is how how gender influences our language and how our language influences the ways we think about gender. So, you've mentioned before that you studied German. Mm-hmm. So, you know that every single noun has a gender associated with it. Inanimate objects, ideas, everything. Mm-hmm. So... Something interesting is that um, people have studied the way that the structure of gender in language impacts and you know influences. Maybe I should say the way people think. So there was one particular study that gave the same noun, the same like physical object, to speakers of Spanish and German, and asked them to. Uh, like, describe them, to, to, to throw out a few adjectives to, to describe the object. And what they found is, quoting, Across the board, object gender influenced the participants' judgments. For instance, the word key is masculine in German and feminine in Spanish. German speakers in the study tended to describe keys as hard, heavy, jagged, metal, and useful— Spanish speakers, on the other hand, use words such as golden, intricate, little, lovely, and tiny when describing keys. The word bridge is feminine in, ger- feminine in German and masculine in Spanish. Sure enough, German speakers describe bridges as beautiful, elegant, fragile, pretty, and slender, while Spanish speakers said they, were, said they were big, dangerous, strong, sturdy, and towering. So that is how having gender built into your language can influence the way you think about things. Now, English doesn't have that problem. English is not technically a gendered language. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got, we've got gendered pronouns. We've right. got he, she, and it, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, a bridge is not masculine or feminine. A key, same thing. So there are certain jobs that we th- that we associate certain genders with but it's not built into the language in the same way it is with German or Spanish, for example. Mm. But gender does still play a huge role in our language because, like I said, there are there are gendered jobs. Like, for example, what is the difference between what an actor does and what an actress does? Nothing. They're, they're both acting. Mm-hmm. And there is no real distinction between what a male actor does and a female actor does. I mean, obviously, they'll they'll tend Roll to get different roles. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but they are doing the same job in in the same way. Like, there are method actors, there are, right. you know, what, whatever whatever type of acting you do, there are men and women doing it the same way. For um, some
1: reason, we still have pay disparities, but go ahead.
0: Well, and, and as a side note, there there has been debate on whether... The um, like the best actress Oscars should be scrapped in in order to let the women compete against the men. and some people uh, are opposed to that because if if you do that, then basically almost no women would ever win the best actor award, yeah, so like I, I can I can understand that yeah, like that's... if you keep if you keep uh you know, best actress, best supporting actress. Um, yes, you are still like segregating the women from the men, but at least then you know women are reliably <laughs> winning the award. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have a strong stance on that. I, I understand one. the arguments both ways. It's yeah, a
1: tough one. Like, <clears throat> I think that I've never heard that. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry about that. If you can delete that. Um, I think that that's actually kind of interesting. I, I haven't heard about this. So just me kind of thinking about it off, off, you know, off the rip. I think that it would be interesting to have, like, a gender-neutral award. Not necessarily getting rid of, like, you know, best actress. Um, I think there's something to be said about that. Um, there's... I There's a similar argument, I think, going on with, like, the Olympics and, like, you know, uh, extreme wrestling, where they are allowing people that are trans to compete and so there's a lot of there's actually a, a lot of people that are really against that and i'm sure you heard about that yeah, yeah and so like you know that that gets into a pretty mired conversation i i don't feel comfortable actually talking about it but <laughs> without having some uh, some other um some others with the, an opinion on that but you know it's uh I think there's something, there's something to that argument. Um, I think that was actually pretty interesting that you said that.
0: And, and, and talking about the Olympics, you can look at things like there, there are still, for example, men's and women's soccer. Mm-hmm. There are like, e- even in something like gymnastics, yeah. wh- which is like the only Olympic event I care about. Uh, cause <laughs> I don't sports, um, like men's and women's gymnastics, uh, are very different in terms of the specific events they use. Like there's there's um, floor routines, right. and there are some things that that cross over. And you could argue that um, that men and women should be able to compete against each other in those. But then there are things like um, like the what are the, what are they called? The, the pommel rings. Horse. What's that?
1: The pommel horse, lord.
0: no? I think I think men and women both do pommel horse. Um, the the rings. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Th- that, is that, that is something yeah. that is like. Pure definitely... upper body strength, yeah. and so you know, obviously, men ha- would have a, a significant advantage in that event, and that's like I understand arguments against um, men and women competing in certain things. Um, that there are, and and to go back to soccer, like there have been um, football clubs who have tried to recruit uh women into them and FIFA has shut them down. Yeah. So like if a professional sports team thinks that a woman is good enough to to compete, shouldn't they be allowed to hire them?
1: Right. I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. I and, definitely agree.
0: Yeah, and and I mean that's it's um it's a it's a little bit of the the kind of wrestling a pig argument where um like if you allow women to compete against men and the men win, then there's like no glory for them because all they did Mm -hmm. was beat women. Mm -hmm. And if they lose, then that is incredibly shameful for them, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's all part and parcel of the, the, you know, our, our kind of patriarchal system. Yeah, definitely. And and that's, you know, if there are, there are definitely women who could like Ronda Rousey, could kick the shit out of a whole lot of men. Yeah, she probably um, <laughs> could. She probably could. Yeah. But, um, like, it, it's there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that uh, that men have um, advantages in certain like athletic uh, fields. Yeah. But that's not the same as saying that women should not be allowed to compete against them.
1: Yeah. No. I <clears throat> I think that's something that you know these engineers or whoever puts these things together will have to try to figure out where it's something that will definitely have to be looked at down the road. You know, the IOC, you know, they, I don't know how you, I don't know what kind of formula you would use, you know, if men and women are competing, you know, the weight, the weight differences, you know, of, of a basketball or something like that, or, you know, the weights that they're lifting or, um, you know, even when it comes down to performance, you know, uh, You know, men run faster than women for the most part. Um, I just saw those things like and then, you know, they I guess that gets into some of the racial practices that uh, I think still are carried on today, which is like, you know, how they measure testosterone levels and, you know, they're doing that crap. But like, you know, there's African women that are being disqualified because they have higher levels of testosterone than, you know, you know, their other peers, you know, you know pick one. And so <clears throat> I think that there's definitely some balancing that needs to be done.
0: Yeah, well, and, and <laughs> like, an additional- It's crazy.
1: Like, that shit actually really pissed me off, like, reading about that recently. I was like, are you serious? Like, that's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, like, and... Ronda is acceptable to, they. I mean, these African women look like Ronda Rousey, but, like, that's not acceptable to, like, compete. Go ahead. We're yeah, say...
0: and something else to think about is that um, you also have to consider that, our society thinks that the only sports worth paying attention to are the ones that men have natural right, yeah. advantages in. Exactly. So, yeah, like, that. That. The, the U.S. women's um, soccer team has been pretty successful Dominant. for quite a while. Yeah. And, like, nobody cares. Yeah. Because I mean, they're was, watching
1: football, right? And basketball and men's don't forget, yeah, yeah men's basketball.
0: <laughs> well, that's another important point. Yeah. And like i I've heard I've heard arguments about um about why the WNBA is less like compelling to watch. I don't I don't I have watched an opinion, it,
1: bro. And I'm not gonna go lie, it's a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not gonna lie, I
1: think I put some sauce on it. <laughs> it's a little dry.
0: <laughs> uh, well, and even that, like. Even that is kind of buying into a sort of male-centric framing because uh, because the the kind of showboating that you see in the NBA mm-hmm. is you know is something that women are generally less inclined towards. Uh, that is not towards.
1: true. That is not true. Okay. You okay. watch them WNBA, <laughs> they out here looking like Jordan all the time, <laughs> <laughs> looking like Rodman and stuff for real. Like they, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I, I, yeah okay. definitely have to push back on that one <laughs> all, right, all right fine but i don't know it's still it's still just i don't know i don't know what it is i, I don't know if it's the way that they film it i don't know if it's just like the. Uh, the i don't know the, the the energy just feels different it just feels different i just uh, it's it's weird it's weird but I will say like one thing I do enjoy watching is uh like the softball dope dope i think it's way more entertaining to watch than baseball personally um yeah obviously there's other women's sports that you know they do dope stuff and i watch like track track and field one of my favorites anything track and field i love watching um and women out there just
0: killing it yeah and there are i i believe there are olympic sports that are not uh segregated by gender and Women do occasionally win those, like something like shooting. Shooting, yeah. Uh, Yeah, shooting, you don't, it doesn't require like upper body strength. It doesn't require like fast running. It's just mm. like fine motor control and, you know, good eyesight and whatnot. Although although actually not even good eyesight. I don't know if you know about that. Uh, I think he's South Korean um, archer who is blind. And I don't, I don't remember what his method is like. He is a savage archer, um, without being able to see, because like he he, he, he memorizes uh, something about like the the height of his his arm or or something like that. But yeah, he's he's like crazy good, That's and he crazy. can't see.
1: That's crazy how your body compensates like that. Like as soon as one sense goes out, like the other ones just turn up. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, so all of that is to say that. Um, I'll look that up later. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can find his name. Um, so that that has to do with like one one kind of narrow avenue of society, yeah. like athletic competition. But we also have to look at again going back to language, like there was i I don't know this might have been a little bit before your time i I remember that when um men started becoming flight attendants on airlines in in like large numbers, there was a big controversy about, oh, we can't use the word stewardess anymore, mm-hmm. which again, why were you using that word in the first place um and and there are all all sorts of things like you instead of waiter or waitress, you could use server, you know that there are you don't you don't have to gender these occupations and there's no, there's no benefit to it. Is there like what, what is the, what do you gain by, by gendering an occupation?
1: I, I can't really think of it. I really can't. Don't know. It's a good question.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, so, so you look, you know, let's, let's go back to the, to the beginning to what this whole conversation's about. Like, gender-neutral language has existed in English for for basically forever. Like, it has always been acceptable to refer to someone you don't know as they, or, you know, in, in the singular sense. Mm-hmm. It's not common. It's not something people are super used to doing, but it's perfectly acceptable, and it always has been. Mm-hmm. So, that's—if that's I had to boil this all down into, into one little takeaway— like it's not that hard like you can do it it does you you do have to be mindful of it it's not something that's going to happen automatically but i've definitely been making more of an effort to do that myself and it's it's not like a problem and it does um i i I may want to hold off on this point a little bit i i do have a few more things to uh (laughs) Mm. i want to delve into before that so um so you also have to look at a lot of the ways that we code gender into the language that we use in other ways. So what are what would you consider let, let me let me reword that. So what are Boy Scout values? I
1: wasn't allowed to do Boy Scouts.
0: Oh <laughs> Um, so so, i wanted to (laughs) okay well picture captain america
1: Um, Uh, right no actually (laughs) like some of my really good friends actually um were very deeply involved in boy scouts i should know but
0: yeah yeah. so (laughs) there there are values that we as a society think of as being kind of intrinsically male yeah and if you start breaking it down it's basically all of the values that are good to have all of the values that we respect are thought of as being primarily if not exclusively male mm. and there are you know obviously if you if you've spent any time uh in the manosphere at all you know that there are do, do you know what that is manosphere yeah um and like uh, men's rights activists incels like that that whole <laughs> universe
1: Oh, man, I...
0: Have you never heard of any of this? No. I've heard of, like, incels and stuff like that. Count your blessings. I...
1: I'm... Yeah, I... I'm... Yeah.
0: So... (laughs) I I was like...
1: (laughs) That sounds uh, interesting. I would say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, prepare to have the Matrix ruined for you. Um, Uh, Although I'm sure you've heard people using red-pilled in in other ways. Oh, yeah, they always use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, like... If you if you talk to people who um, don't particularly respect women, uh, you'll notice that there are a lot of values, not maybe values is the wrong word. There are there are kind of behaviors that they ascribe to all women. They they will say that women are like inherently disloyal, yeah. that women are deceptive. So women in their in their conception do not have the the Boy Scout values that make someone respectable. Mm. So that obviously there are you know gradients of that in different people and um like that's that is although that is kind of broadly true about our society, obviously it's not true of everyone and it's it's true to varying degrees but that is that is a lot of how our society frames the idea of gender. Like there are values that are good to have and a man should have those in order to be a man. And even that idea, like what does it mean to be a man? Yeah, That's like, that's the highest honor that you can, that you can work towards for a lot of people. That is something that if you are male, you are expected to be a man and ho- uphold these certain values, that what does it mean to be a woman? Like, do people even really use that term in the same way that they use be a man?
1: Um, I think they, uh, from what I've observed, they use that more of uh, a pejorative, uh, you are being a woman or something like that. You know, there's other ways we could definitely describe that as. But
0: that That is exactly the point. Yeah. Like, be a man is... You know exalting, so like to say, be a man you are you are pushing them to do better you are um you are telling them to uphold their obligations to to you know fulfill the destiny of their testicles so <laughs> I will not apologize for that phrase. <laughs> But uh, but if you say if you say that someone is being a woman, that that is you know again depending on the person a terrible insult or at least it's yep. intended to be whether or not that person receives it that way and processes it that way. Mm-hmm. And there are all kinds like you you look at things like caddy or right. like when you call someone a pussy or yeah, I was trying to avoid that word but yeah. I mean, it's there. Yeah. Um, uh, or it's not, so. Um. No, definitely. <laughs> I, right.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you can definitely go down that, hole, that whole rabbit hole, definitely, um, unfortunately. I And I think it gets even worse when you start, uh, because it gets, you know, into, when you talk about that community, um, you know, they refer to a lot of those as well to, you know, homosexuals, you know, some of the ones that are more effeminate. You know, you like a, you know, a pussy or an F. Yeah. And, you know, they use that even more denigratingly because it's not an ideal prototype of a man, like you're saying.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So. So so you've got all of this very loaded language that, again, places men at the top of a hierarchy with a specific script for how they are supposed to live their lives.
1: And not just like a man. It's like a cis white male.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be white because yeah. like the the same dynamic but, plays out in like the black community in mm-hmm. in Hispanic communities. Like there there's still like machismo. No, I, I definitely so, agree. So yeah, it's it, it's not it's not just a white thing, mm-hmm. but it is definitely a white thing. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, and that's so when you say like you are being a woman, or that is gay, or you know any of these other things. You are presenting those things as being fundamentally bad, mm-hmm. and that's that's why they that's why it's been so hard to get people to stop saying, to to call things that they don't like gay, yeah. Because like to them, there's no there's no harm. Like it's just a joke, or I'm not like I'm not saying gay people are bad, but yes, you are. You are, yeah. And, and you but- you even look at things like uh like what does it mean when you say that something sucks right and why does it mean that and why does that mean that it's bad
1: right when well we can get pretty actually I guess like I don't know it's weird that they would ascribe that that way when (laughs) I don't know when both genders obviously do it and so it's weird that they would ascribe it that way so uh, unless women aren't supposed to do that is that what they're insinuating
0: it's it's hard to tell. You I, know, I, I, I,
1: I don't get it. I, I, I don't. Um, one thing I was going to throw in on that as well um, is I don't I don't like the term straight. I think that's I think that's derogatory as well. Personally, um, you're, that is assuming that that is the correct uh, sexual orientation.
0: I wouldn't say it's derogatory. It's normative.
1: Yeah, I, think, I guess that's a better way to put it. Um, I think hetero would be a better way to describe that. I feel like you are. Yeah, a normative way saying that, you know, a hetero person is, that's the correct way to look at the world or the correct way to be orientated. And, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and the interesting thing about straight is that it doesn't just mean heterosexual. Like, it also means that you don't do drugs. It means that you're not a criminal. Mm -hmm. So, all of those things, like you're saying, like, those are the correct way to be in like in the minds of the people who use those those words. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, and that's um we could definitely I don't know how much you know about Kinsey. Um uh, I'm aware of I, I'm I'm far from an expert, but like yeah, the, the, the but idea that cause cause here we have to utter the phrase heteronormative paradigm. So <laughs> so what does that mean?
1: Uh I'm guessing. I'm not an expert. <laughs> but I'm assuming that is the the setup uh, that we have right now where uh, it's normalizing it's normalized to have uh, a woman and a male as a couple.
0: Yeah, that 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 you know cis, cisgendered heterosexuality is if even if not necessarily the correct way to be, the normal way to be and that anything that is different from that is an aberration. Mm. And that is uh, like, do you know what the Kinsey scale was? It, it's a I've scale, it, I, I think, Sorry. from one to six. Mm. And, and I, I don't know how how uh, Dr. Kinsey arrived at, at that scale. It's, it's kind of like credit rating. Like, why does it start at 350? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so mm-hmm. one is like totally straight and six is totally gay. Um, and there are you know, shades in between there. And that is, you know, the the idea, I think, again, not an expert, is that not that many people hang out at one or six. You know, most people are somewhere in between. And there is huh. there's so much, um, like, there is so much um, of an urge in a lot of people to ignore or explain away or, um, like be upset about their own like tendencies that might fall outside of the heteronormative paradigm. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I, I think that the idea that homophobia is, um, is a manifestation of latent homosexuality. I think that's Less true than some people <laughs> want it to be. But I'm not going to say it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that was a loaded statement. <laughs> like well, I, it's usually I, I the don't... loudest
1: ones in the room usually are the ones that... <laughs> I am not gay. I want all legislation <laughs> to prosecute. And then they end up being gay. But yeah.
0: Oh, God, who was that guy, like, 20 years ago? Maybe it wasn't that long ago, but there was some Republican congressman. Like, Utah or
1: something like that?
0: Uh, Maybe. Yeah, go Uh, ahead. I mean, it was a long time ago. Who who was busted, like, cottaging in an airport? Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how it usually
0: goes down. Yeah. So, uh, Lindsey Graham. Anyway, moving on. Oh, my goodness, (laughs) 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 yeah. Um. So yeah that that's that does You're out all... of pocket for that <laughs> what
1: you had a pocket for that
0: <laughs> I'm not saying anything um it happens to Betsy. <laughs> no break that out break that out please
1: yeah yeah, you gotta take that out bro we're, okay
0: You'll get in trouble <laughs> um so yeah all, all of that ties in is and that's that that is one thing that I was kind of hoping we would get to is is what what is behind a lot of this like and obviously, I don't, like, have the answers for that, but I have some suspicions, and I think we've talked about this before, but I feel like a lot of of homophobia and transphobia and whatnot comes out of a desire, if not need, for the world to be simple, because if you have this this very deeply ingrained idea— of what a man is and what a woman is and how each of them is supposed to behave, then someone who, you know, someone who doesn't conform to that is in a way like a threat to your worldview. So if if someone who is supposed to be a man and upholding the these Boy Scout values and and performing masculinity identifies as female and wears dresses and you know whatever other behaviors like that's not just them being weird that's them um kind of like opposing your entire system Mm. (laughs) so Mm. i i really do i i do think that that is a big part of it and and personally like I, I, I took way too long to get on board with gay rights. Like I've talked about my, my conservative upbringing before, and I was never like, I was never hateful towards gay people. I just w- didn't get, I I didn't go along with the narrative because like, if you don't want to support something, you can accept whatever, whatever reason, whatever excuse comes along even if it doesn't really stand up to scrutiny because that's just what you want to believe. Mm. So it did, it did take me, um, again, far too long to, to realize like, why, what does it matter? Like how, how does it affect me? Why do I care at all? And, you know, obviously I, I came out the other side. It's like, okay, I carry very much in the opposite direction now. Like that, because I do care about, Representation. I care about rights. I care about equality. Um, so, uh, thankfully, it, it. I was still slightly slow on uh, on trans rights, but uh, a lot faster than than I was um, with gay rights. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm catching up.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really important for people to educate themselves, like, regardless of where you stand on it. Like, you know, we have they're they're people yeah <laughs> i you know a lot of people act like they aren't just like us they're just we're different, everybody's different <laughs> quite literally in the words like and so like it's weird it's a weird obsession that you know these people that um come up with these rules or find ways to persecute you know this class of people it's like there it's always got to be this obsession with like oppressing a class of people and you know, like, I think, <clears throat> I think the apathy that you described, um, with, you know, uh, people that have conservative upbringings, I think that, you know, you would think that you would use that to, you would use that apathy to actually like shut the noise up. It's like, okay, you know, if you don't care that much, okay, pass the law so that you know leave them alone. Like, I don't care about them. Make the law. Boom why can't it be that simple that's what i don't get it's like (laughs) like, these people obviously are being discriminated against like obviously they're getting killed out here like especially black trans people like make some laws and like you know just shut it up like get some protection stop it like it needs to stop why can't it be that simple like they actually go out of their way to like
0: make them uncomfortable that that is such a big part of it is it's like (laughs) and that that was kind of part of my awakening is just asking myself why do you care what does it matter? How does it impact your life?
1: My worldview is changing.
0: And that's, that, that kind of gets us back to, to, the, the, to the original issue is, like, asking someone to, like, being... So th- what we have in the discourse right now is we've got a lot of people acting like them being asked to slightly modify their behavior... Is the greatest injustice the world has ever known, mm. and that's that's what we have to contend with. It's like if if you see someone who to you looks like a man, but they want to be referred to as she. Why does it matter? Like, just do it. Like you are you are being rude not to in a way. Yeah, and, and like I did, um, I I did have a phase where. Um like my my issue with with trans people was like if someone is gay then they are just gay and there's nothing for me to like validate it's like okay you you like whatever you like but a trans person is Like it's not just that they have their their identity, whatever it is, but that I am expected to validate it. Mm. So that that was something that that hung me up for a while. But but again, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. No. So yeah, that that's. It really doesn't. (laughs) That that was a big a big part of what got me through it. Is is again just like why do I care? And and it's it's a question of. How does referring to a transgendered person by their or 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 again non-binary? I don't want to exclude them, and I I I my understanding is that non-binary people are kind of separate from transgendered people. I don't know. I'm I'm not super deep in that part of the discourse. Yeah, but, that's why
1: this is part one. We'll definitely have more discourse on this. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, like, how does it impact my life if I am asked to? address a transgendered or non-binary person by their preferred pronouns versus how does it impact their life if I refuse to do that? Mm. And that, and, and, and again, obviously we're not talking just about pronouns. We're talking about a whole raft of behaviors that are very negative and, uh, harmful and even deadly towards You know, transgendered, non-binary, and and even still just gay people.
1: Yeah. No, I'd definitely like to have more conversations um, with the community. I I think it would be actually a good conversation to have on uh, as many platforms as possible.
0: Uh, My wife just texted me to tell me that non-binary are also trans, so thank you.
1: Oh, there we go. All right. So... Um, I think it's going to be very important to definitely have more conversations, especially you know, if we do know any people that are comfortable talking about that, to you know, bring them on this platform. I'm sure people that are listening to this podcast probably don't come across a lot either. So I think it'd be really good to try to understand that. I because uh, there's yeah, there's definitely things that um, you know I still scratch my head on. Um, you know, I, I and you know, just I guess trying to I guess trying to bridge that that misunderstanding you know why is it so important that they be identified when if we just treat them as a human being why is it so important that they identify maybe that's an important question like same thing with like people always I it, there's an exhaustion that's going on I you know it's the quickest, there's an exhaustion going on when it comes to, like, another example of, like, uh, the first black this, the first black that, it's like, okay, well, now people just don't care, and it's like, and that's how it should be, or that's what it should get to. And it's like, okay, yeah. Isaac Walls is a savage, regardless of what color he is. I don't care what, I, did, I didn't know until he described, until he said it. That's what we, I think that's where we're trying to get to. Um, until those protections are there for this class, you know, uh I think that's where they will have to make sure they are seen, and that's probably why they're why they're out like you know they're out here they're being they're not being they're being assaulted they're being killed, and people aren't they want to just think that it's binary in terms of like you know man and woman and that is just that simple and it's not people are being persecuted because of something that they can't help. And there obviously needs to be some systems in our in our way of life, not just in our country, but like in the in the world. Like it's a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, and it <laughs> it's gets a thing. In,
1: but we need to start here, obviously.
0: But. Yeah, and it and it gets into you know what what could be called basic human decency. Like you yeah. you think about some of the things that are being done to you know whatever group of people. Like if you look at the the police violence against. Black people against trans people Mm -hmm. against, you know, less so these days, but against gays, uh, you know, all of these different things. Like, should anyone be treated like that? And, you know, even even if, you know, we were still in the days where it was illegal to be homosexual. Mm -hmm. Like, what, again, is the harm of that versus the harm that is being done to them because of it? Does that... Does that ratio make sense? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh <laughs> that's what I've got for today. Yeah. Do no. you have any uh any final thoughts?
1: Uh, this is an interesting conversation. I think definitely will keep on going. Um Yeah, I'd definitely like to talk about this more. Um it would definitely help. With my understanding as well, there's there's more to it than just googling it. And stuff you know you gotta have these uncomfortable conversations as well, and you know eventually we'll get more comfortable, but you know it's
0: yeah, I mean we're it's, well
1: past like we're well past this, bro, like we're well past people getting all upset, and all the things that we were just talking about. it's just like stop it, it's just the same it it's with a lot of these things that have just been going on that's just creating strife. Like, we got bigger things to worry about.
0: Yeah, and, really do. And, and again, like, I, I feel like we talked about this on a recent episode, but I might be making it up um, or misremembering, uh, but, um, like, something that, that that, like, anti-gay people say is, like, if I see two men holding hands on the street, like, how am I supposed to explain that to my children? It's like, you really don't. Like, children... Don't think that stuff is weird unless you raise yeah. them to think mm, it's weird. Exactly. So, and, and the, the same like, chill, if children grow up around people of different ethnic backgrounds, yeah, mm. they're probably not going to think anything is wrong with it unless you tell them that it is.
1: Hundred like percent. I can say that from personal testament. Hundred percent. That's how my sister and I grew up. We very, we had all kinds of different friends. And I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of that stuff really. Um, yeah. Until like middle school, you kind of saw like hinges of it. And I saw like a couple of examples, but for the most part, yeah, you don't, that stuff's taught. That stuff's taught. Even if you're growing up in a diverse area, like as far as you were concerned, as a kid, like you're like, Oh, that he's got cool shoes or he got a cool video game or something like that. Or he said something funny or she, you know, whatever. Uh, Those are those are the things that you care about. And that's what it should be. It should be like the things that that human being emotes, what they do for you, what they how they present whatever presentation. Take it for what it is. That's how they want to present themselves to the world. Now, do they have a dope spirit? That's where we should move into.
0: Yeah. and, And that's that's why that natural process is why we're only about I don't remember exactly when it was, but we're only about 50 years away from Stonewall and now, like, gay people are allowed to be married, mm. uh, trans people are gaining rights, mm. and then, you know, some things happened a few years ago, but still, like, things are getting better for them because, like, the people who are growing up now are adapting to it because that's what kids do. Yeah. Um, like, y- yeah. You, you experience new things and you you process them in your own way, but you, again, you're, you're only... I won't say only, like there are, there would probably still be like homophobes and transphobes even if no one, if if no one told them that those things were weird, like that it would probably still happen.
1: But. Yeah, if you're not, if you don't grow up around it or don't see it, like yeah, it's gonna be weird.
0: Yeah, but but it is. We have been on this on this path for a long time, and you know it it has been picking up steam. Like it was it was. I think less than a decade ago that um, that gay marriage was legal nationwide.
1: Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like six, seven years ago, something like that. Yeah. Was
0: oh like, God! Even that recently.
1: Um, I think it was like yeah, it was like Obergef- Obergefell versus. Oh, Shit! I can't remember that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It was like 2014 or 2015. It was when Obama was in. Yeah, I think his first term or close to his second. Go ahead. Anyways.
0: Well, no, that's 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 relevant yeah. because that only just happened, you know, 6 Not 7 years like ago. And it wasn't that long after that 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 trans people started actually gaining rights. Right. So it is you know, and then to 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 widen the spectrum a little bit, that's probably the wrong phrase to use, but um you also look at you know the black lives matter movement mm-hmm. and everything that happened last year and that's you know that is a kind of racial awakening that has been taking place in america that has been just so tragically long overdue mm-hmm. but but all of this you know martin luther king jr said that the arc of history is long but it bends towards justice yeah and that—that that is, I think, it, what we're experiencing in a lot of ways. And it's, it's not. Hard to uh, <laughs> th- there, there are definitely some bumps on that road. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we definitely haven't won yet. But, but I, I think it's fair to say we're winning.
1: Yeah, no, well, no, mm, mm. it's debatable. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Right
0: so I, yeah. All right, so uh, <laughs> so I ask again. Any last words? No, I ain't got any, man. I
1: ain't got any. I'm um, glad well, we had a conversation.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a good talk. Yeah. All right, so thank you for listening, and we will see you next time on Discourse Dissection. Peace.